We welcome you to our website. I'm Warren Berkeley with the Laurel Heights Church of Christ. We're glad that you've made the choice to listen to this recording. Are you ready? James chapter 1. I'm going to read verses 5 through 8 in James chapter 1. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. But let him ask in faith, with no doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Let me begin with this question written in the book of Job in chapter 28, verse 12. Back in the book of Job 28, 12. But where shall wisdom be found? And where is the place of understanding? Has this happened to you? You have a good base of Bible knowledge that you work on consistently. You know what the Bible says about basic right and wrong. You have the principles embedded deeply in your thinking, your living, your worldview. You were not biblically illiterate. You know about conversion, the church, marriage, family. Your knowledge of what the Bible says is good, though, of course, you always have more work to do. It can be said the truth of the Bible is something foundational for your life. But in specific situations where you are challenged to apply Bible teaching, you sometimes struggle. You may have some thoughts like this. I know what the Bible says. I know what it says about this specific matter that I'm facing. But when do I take this action? How do I do this? What do I say exactly? I believe all of us admit that kind of struggle and hesitance and challenge. Knowledge is there, but the application process is sometimes very difficult. Well, here in James chapter 1, we are told God is just waiting for us to ask for help. He promises to help. If any of you lacks wisdom, that would be me, it says here, let him ask God. How perfectly simple that is. I don't know what to do. I've really got this really tough situation I have to deal with. I'm acquainted with the principles in the Bible that apply. That's well fixed in my head, but when? and how, and with what spirit I need wisdom. What does James say? Ask, and God says he will give generously to all without reproach, and it will be given. God is generous, perfectly so. And he offers to help us to be wise. But it says here, ask. Now, don't overlook this part of the verse without reproach. The NIV says, without finding fault. Sometimes we ask people for help, 
And they may help, but their help comes with some baggage, a plentiful amount of reproach or criticism. So while they are helping us, we are hearing all this reproach. It may sound something like this. You don't know how to do this? Are you that dull of hearing? I can't believe you're so ignorant. Now, James says, God doesn't do that. It says, my paraphrase, you don't know how to handle this? Ask God. He is a giving God. It will be given to you without a running commentary on how dumb you are. I believe we ought to treasure what this says and never hesitate to ask God to help us apply what we know to the difficult, challenging situations in life that I know each of us encounter. I don't know what to do. Ask God. Now, don't stop reading his word. Don't give up. Don't turn to human wisdom that snubs God's will. Ask God. God, wait patiently, keep reading his word, God has promised to help. If we believe God hears and answers the prayers of his people, we believe when we face difficult decisions and we need help, we can ask and he gives. Now, don't try to perfectly understand all the details of the process of how God answers prayer. That's way above our pay grade. God has ways of answering prayer we could never perfectly understand. That's his business, his process. We are on the asking and the praying side of this. Just do this. If any of you lacks wisdom, ask God. He gives generously and without reproach. Now, The next part of this is crucial. We cannot miss it, but let him ask in faith. There are people with this attitude. Well, nothing else works. I guess I'll try praying. See, that's not faith. It sounds more like the lottery or some sort of half-hearted last resort effort. If I need to ask God for wisdom, That asking will need to be based on faith. Trust that he is perfect, a generous God who is faithful to his promises. And this is so important, James adds, with no doubting. See, when somebody says, I guess I'll try praying, that expresses doubt already. James says there can be no doubting. Why, James? For the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. A wave of the sea is not equipped with an independent navigation system. The wave doesn't say to itself, well, I think I'll go to shore now and rest. The wave goes where the wind takes it. The tossing about of the waves, the rising and falling of the waves, driven by wind. And that imagery pictures instability, a wild ride to nowhere. Doubting is like that. Faith, on the other hand, 
has direction and purpose and will. Doubt just whirls around, moving by the impulse of the wind, the culture, the world, the tempting enticements of the devil. It is this serious. The doubter doesn't get the response from God that the person of faith receives. The doubter doesn't get the response from God that the person of faith receives. Verse 7 could not be clearer. That person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. Another image is given, the double-minded man. He has a mind to want and ask, but also has a mind to doubt and waver. These are pictures of one without genuine faith, people not standing on the solid ground of trust in God. They just don't get what they ask for because they don't ask in faith. I want you to listen again to James. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. So let's talk here about takeaways from James 1, 5 through 8. Let's talk more about lacking wisdom. Let me expand on that. And I thought what I would do, I'll offer an example. Here is a man, for example, and he knows he must be a good husband. He has that knowledge from Scripture, husbands love your wives, etc. He has read all of that. The knowledge is there. But when there is a disagreement, how does love and headship work? What specific words and actions are pleasing to God in that circumstance? Well, there is not a verse that gives you the specific words for that specific situation, like a script for husbands to read from. The husband has to figure it out. You work from your knowledge accompanied by this prayer asking God without doubting. Here's another example. You are a parent, and you know you are charged by God to raise your children, and that discipline is part of that. Discipline is a part of that. How much discipline? How much discipline? What form of discipline? What words need to accompany that discipline? Ask God. That's what James writes in James 1 verse 5. So, as we go through life and we come up against very specific, detailed questions about how to use the knowledge given in Scripture, God continues to be the greatest resource through prayer. I want to speak again to what we read about God's generosity not being, uh, not being given to us with reproach. The Christian standard Bible says God gives to all generously and without criticizing. 
I want to take us in that direction. Sometimes when people come to us and ask for wisdom, while we may give them our wisdom, we pack into it a punch or two. We pack into it some criticism, some belittling insults. And so much so sometimes the wisdom may not be well received. A teenage boy went to his father one time to ask for wisdom and help, resisting temptations he was having about the opposite sex. The young man knew he was being tempted. He was under pressure at that stage in his life. He needed wisdom. And the father said, boy, haven't you been listening to the preacher and reading your Bible and listening to your Bible class teachers? I told you to stay away from those girls. What have you done now? Have you made a mistake already? See, that's not really wisdom. The father is heaping on his son reproach. When all the son has asked for is some encouragement and some wisdom, some guidelines about dealing with girls. In this matter, we need to be like God, our Father, and offer wisdom without packing into it a ton of insults and negative complaining. James 1 verse 5 in the New English Translation, but if anyone is deficient in wisdom, he should ask God who gives to all generously and without reprimand, and it will be given to him. There was a common Jewish saying back in the first century, perhaps predating Christ, the best gifts in the world can be spoiled by the manner of the giver. God gives without reproach. One source I have, Ralph Martin in his commentary, there are three reasons supplied to encourage this approach in prayer. God is good to all who call on him. He gives with an open hand and without reservation, and his giving is not intended to demean the recipient with feelings that God is reproachful or reluctant to give what is for our good. So, Ask in faith. Let's take that up for a few more minutes. Someone posed a difficulty to me sharing a dark part of their life, and I read this passage, and the response was, I don't have sufficient faith. Well, you don't have to get stuck there. If you recognize a deficiency in your faith, dig in and acquire more faith. Then ask in faith. Faith is not stagnant or a static thing. The disciples said to Jesus one time, increase our faith. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. Weak faith can be strengthened by taking in more of the word. An absence of faith can be filled the same way. James isn't saying, if you don't have faith, forget this promise. The total message of James is to nourish faith, increase faith, activate faith, feed your faith so that you can become a recipient of what faith can bring into your life from 
God's wisdom. And along with that, let's consider the doubter. There are these terms we encounter in the New Testament, wavering, tossed to and fro, doubting. Sometimes doubting is very apparent. It is on display. You see it and you hear it in people. In other cases, it may be internal. So that outwardly, you do what you've always done. Nobody can see doubt in your behavior, but internally, there are doubts and occasional emotions of some doubt. The remedy and prevention is what we're doing right now. We are reading and studying God's Word. If I let up, if I begin to neglect the reading and study of Scripture, Satan will see an opening to intrude into my thoughts and create doubt. The belief and consistent practice of Scripture prevents doubt and is the remedy, always accompanied by prayer. When you ask God for help, know this. One, he, His answers are wiser than our request. Two, His timetable is far superior to our impatience. When we ask for something, it is typical for us to expect immediate delivery. We get pretty quick delivery from Amazon or DoorDash. We are a people who have become accustomed to quick delivery. We have almost inbred impatience. We want what we ask for now. We are a fast pace generation. But sometimes what that means is we're going faster and faster in the wrong direction. We need to slow down. God has a far higher, wiser view of time, and he knows us perfectly. So don't think you can write checks and God will cash them immediately in the amount that we put down. In all prayer to God, there must be recognition of his superior will, his perfect wisdom, and his perfect timing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Thank you for listening to James 1, 5 through 8.